On today's show, we have part two of Allison's Disney World trip. This is Double Your WDW, the Disney World Planning Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 172. I'm your host, Julie Elster, creator of WRWDW.com, the Disney World planning website. Today we have part two of Allison's trip to Disney World, her July trip. So if you haven't listened to part one, go back to the last episode, episode 171, where Allison discusses the first half of her trip. We broke this down into two parts. It's something we're going to try with some of these longer episodes to make it easier for you guys to find those tips. You know, when somebody talks about something really useful and you want to go back, it can be difficult in a two-hour episode. So Allison is back for part two. Uh, Part one, she was in Epcot. Part two, we're going to find Magic Kingdom crowds a little bit heavier. So we talk uh, Magic Kingdom. Again, we talk the heat. We talk her budget breakdown. She really breaks it down really, really well. And we talk about different ways that she could have done this trip and why she planned it the way she did, why it worked out budget-wise and time-wise. We also talk about staying calm in disaster. She has a really, it's, okay, it's funny, but it's not funny story about her ride home. So the importance of of remaining calm and and kind of what they did when disaster struck. I say disaster wasn't really disaster, but, you know, a, a bump in the road, as it were. Also finding free things to do at Disney World. We discussed that quite a bit in this part two. I'm just going to go ahead and let Allison take it away. You only have two park days. So is the next day another park day or is the next day a rest day? What are you doing? Next day is the quote unquote rest day. I guess you call it a non-park day. So let's see here. Rest day. Our toddler woke us up at about 730, but we didn't really get out of bed until like nine o'clock. So we, we did. We slept in more than we did the other days. We were out the door by 10.30, so a fairly slow-moving morning. We took a boat down to Disney Springs because we decided if we were going to go to Disney Springs, we needed to do it in the morning. That's the way to do it. (laughs) Yep. So we got to Disney Springs around 11. We ate lunch at, oh, what is it called? Earl of Sandwich. And part of the reason we always eat there is because, you know those little cards they send you when you book your vacation? They have like the the vouchers for the mini golf. It's called the magical extras card. So you get like a percentage off your meal at the Earl of Sandwich for having that little thing. So plus, we really like the sandwiches there and the kids can get grilled cheese and they really like that. We went there for lunch and shopped for a while. Oliver bought (laughs) my my seven year old bought this giant Nerf material Thor axe that we then had to drag around with us for the rest of the trip. <laughs> so we got another another weapon. Another weapon. I told you we bought all the weapons in Disney. Nunchucks versus axes. Yes. Elliot got the Black Panther claws that like, I don't know, they come out. You like, claw. Yeah. Claw, claw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they make a noise. And then Isla got Moana bath toys. And I got my first ever Disney spirit jersey. I've never, I'm wearing it here. I love spirit jerseys. I wear them constantly. I wear them all the time. Every time I go, I look at them and I never (sighs) buy them because they're so expensive. They are expensive, but I wear them so much that I, I personally find I can justify the outrageous price just because I wear them constantly, but I have a bunch just because I love them. They're so comfortable. They are so comfortable and they're so cute. Yeah. I'm going to wear it all the time. Then after we were done shopping, we took the boat back. 
However, this was unfortunate. It was, they had to stop by French Quarter to pick up a couple people. And then when we got to French Quarter, it lightninged. So they made us all get off and walk oh. back. So we had to walk all the way back to Riverside after a very long, hot day in Disney Springs. And we wish we would have brought our suits because had we had our swimming suits with us, we would have just swam because they didn't shut down the pools. Apparently, lightning has to be like closer than six miles away to shut down the pools, but closer than 10 miles away to shut down the boats. Oh, I didn't know so that. They kept the they kept the pools open, even though the boats shut Interesting. down. Interesting. I just I would have assumed they all would have shut down. I mean, it's not like I'm a meteorologist and can be like, oh, well, that's 10 plus miles away or six plus miles away. But still, like, that's that's interesting to know. I didn't realize that that was the rule. I would guess that has something to do with that the boats are moving. Like, right. you know, they have to allow a little bit more mileage because they're not stagnant in one spot where the pools are. I don't know. So anyway, we got back to our room and then the boys wanted to swim. So we swam in the smaller pool near our building for about 45 minutes. And then it started storming. So we had to get out. We came back to the room. We changed in, freshened up. People took showers. We, you know, put on different change of clothes and everything. And we took a bus to Magic Kingdom to do the monorail resorts. We had never been to any of those resorts before. Oh, okay. Okay. We wanted to explore the monorail resorts. Great use of an off day exploring those resorts. Yeah. And that's another thing I have in my notes at the end about doing a budget-friendly trip. There is so much free stuff in Disney. You know, you don't think about Disney being free or cheap because it's not. But there are free things you can do. And there's so much sightseeing to do that you don't have to spend a bunch of money, you know, just getting in. So and all the transportation's free. And that's a ride for my kids. The kids love the monorail. They thought that was really cool. It's a ride in itself. So we went, I, I actually had been to the Contemporary before because we did a Pirates cruise there back in 2019. But Abby had never been to any of them. We had never been to the Poly or the Grand Floridian. So we took the monorail around. We got off at Grand Floridian and walked around their lobby. And even though it's under construction, man, that's just a beautiful place. Yeah. <laughs> Smells so good. Yeah. We stopped inside the Enchanted Rose. They had a bunch of tables. They actually had a little couch area with a table free. And our daughter was asleep in the stroller. So we gave the boys our phones and we sat. And had some truffle fries and an island rose cocktail. Oh, and okay. We're very fancy for 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I love anything truffle. Yes. So I would also like to be fancy for 10 minutes. It sounds amazing. It was really cool. And that's another good way to save money is, you know, splitting appetizers with everybody in your party instead of everybody doing a meal. Oh, totally. We and then you can try more stuff, you know, yeah. you, just similar to the drinks. You know, you, you could sample a whole bunch of things. And if something's not great, it's not a big deal. You're splitting it with everybody. It's so hot that you really don't feel like a huge meal most of the time anyway. Definitely. So then we got back on the monorail and we rode it to the Contemporary. The funny thing was when we got off at Grand Floridian, it was empty. Like it was deserted. And I expected it to be packed with people because I know it's a touristy hotel. But there was nobody there. We walked right into to the Enchanted Rose and got a table. The reason it was empty is because everybody was at the Contemporary. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was packed inside the Contemporary. That whole floor, what do they call it? Like the central station where the monorail stops and Chef Mickey's right there and yeah. all of that. Just packed with people. So we ended up going down to the first floor and we went and sat at Steakhouse 71 at like the club place. There, there were like TVs for kids and stuff. 
And we sat down there and we got, we shared the peanut butter and jelly wings and the stack burger. That's cool. It's good. And then we walked back to Magic Kingdom from the Contemporary and then took a bus back to Riverside. Got back around nine o'clock. And then Oliver wanted to do the arcade and Elliot wanted to swim and Abby wanted to sleep. So we all did those things. <laughs> That's a long day off here. It's not calling it a rest day. Definitely no. does not describe that. That's you did a lot of stuff and you were out pretty late. We were out pretty late. We did sit a lot. We sat a lot and did a lot of air conditioning. Like we didn't do a ton of walking other than Disney Springs, but the, the evening was filled with just sitting and. Well, we have to save our energy because tomorrow is a park day, right? Yeah. Tomorrow's Magic Kingdom. Magic so Kingdom. Lots of Tuesday, walking. Yeah. Magic Kingdom. Also, very crowded. Magic Kingdom was, uh, it was predicted to be a 6 out of 10 day. It was a 7 out of 10 day. It felt more like an 8 out of 10 day. It okay. was very crowded. Okay. And you're doing Genie Plus. We did Genie Plus. Okay. Yep. So talk to me a little bit about your strategy for Magic Kingdom then. It, it felt like Epcot really didn't need strategy, so to speak, yeah. because it was, you had Genie Plus, it was a lighter day, you were able to accomplish everything. Magic Kingdom, always a bit trickier. So what's what's your strategy for Magic Kingdom? We decided to rope drop Fantasyland. We decided we didn't want to purchase Seven Dwarves. So Abby and Dave and Oliver and Elliot rope dropped Seven Dwarves and Isla and I just rope dropped the kitty rides over in Fantasyland together. And then after... Uh, we did teacups and Dumbo. They did Seven Dwarves. They said they walked pretty much onto Seven Dwarves. We we were at the front of the rope drop line. We got into the park really early. Hold on. Can I back up for a minute? Of course. So going back, I see my notes here. We booked an individual lightning lane for Tron, and we booked it really late because we wanted to ride it in the dark. Then we realized that booking it that late after we already booked it for 820, we were like, this isn't going to work because we have to do rider swap. And we're going to miss the fireworks. So we decided, you know, there was nothing we could do about it. So we just we just go talk to a cast member later and see if there was anything we could do about that mistake we made. I've I had a similar thing happen and they were very nice about it. So I'm assuming you had yes. a similar. <laughs> we did. We actually had some really good luck at the end of the day about all of that that I'll get to. We booked a lightning lane, our first lightning lane for Big Thunder Mountain. And then we decided that we were going to rope drop. Fantasyland at the early entry, 8.30, and then rope drop Adventureland at the uh, 9 o'clock rope drop, and then work our way over to Big Thunder during our lightning lane time. So that was our morning strategy. When we So we got in really early. We were on the bus by 7 because we had to do our lightning lanes on the bus. But they wouldn't let the bus through the gates of Magic Kingdom until 7.30, and I had never seen that before. They held our bus. Our bus was the first one there. They held the bus. They held the bus. Wouldn't let the bus even in the gates oh, till wow. 7.30. Now, I've seen, I've been on the bus and seen like cars being held at yeah. parks. I've never been held on a bus before, though. I thought this was really weird. I've had them stop me. Like, I've gotten there so early and on a bus that like you get off the bus and they won't even let you up to security yet. They're like, you have to just stand here and wait. But I've never had them actually hold the bus, the bus itself. Yeah. And it was 7.30, you know, it was an hour before early entry started. And I knew that they let you into Main Street. So I didn't think this would be a problem. But but we got there way too early, apparently. And they didn't let us through the gates on the bus until 7.30. And then they wouldn't let us go through security until 7.45. Yeah, that part doesn't surprise me. But... When we walked through bag check, 
they didn't check my bag. And so then when we were in line to get fingerprinted going into the park, the security guard pulled me out of line and was like, hey, you popped up. We didn't check your bag. And I was like, yeah, that's because they told me to like go on. But apparently my bag got flagged. So they had to pull me out of line. But that didn't take long The at way all. you described that whole scenario was very funny. You're like, then we got fingerprinted. And yes. then <laughs> the, they pulled me aside because of my bag. It's <laughs> pulled me out. Check me. You criminal. Me. Yeah. All they found was my my fans. So sometimes they'll, or if they don't tell me, I often ask. If I get stopped for bag check, I'll be like, what is it that set it off? Often they'll tell you. And if they don't, you can ask. Because typically they'll know. They'll be like, oh, you had like this, you know, external battery pack or whatever. Like sometimes a thing will set it off. So if you take it out and show it to them, they won't, they won't always, just like a, a future tip, if you get stopped, you can ask them, like, do you know what set it off? Cool. So just FYI. <laughs> cool. Well, that, that'll be good for next time because that was weird. I, I also thought it was weird that they apparently took my picture as I walked through and then they found me in uh, line. I, you know, I, actually, I, I am comforted by that because I always wonder, I'm like, you know, it gets so crazy if somebody has something they shouldn't have in their bag and it manages to slip through because I don't think it would be hard to slip past yeah. security. It's good to know that they're like, whoop. We missed somebody and they went and found you. That actually is very comforting to me. It is comforting. I felt very safe the whole time I was there. I felt like they did a very thorough job checking bags. And even though it was annoying at times, because we're like, we got here really early yeah. and now here we are. <laughs> it is annoying, but, but the bag check line. they do do a great job. And I do, do. appreciate that they do it. As annoying as it might be to me personally. And we it know everything's about me, right? So whether or not exactly. I'm annoyed, but no, no, they do a great job. So we got in just just long enough to take a picture with the castle. We didn't get the right pictures in our My Disney Experience app. We had to go get a change. <laughs> we got the people behind us. But we did end up getting our pictures. They were very, very cute. I sent you one of those. And then we got in, ro- in the rope drop line for Seven Dwarfs. And we were probably only like four or five lines of people back. But, oh my goodness, within 25 minutes, that rope drop line had filled up. You could like it was just floods of people behind us. My son fell asleep in my husband's arms in the rope drop line. <laughs> so they let us all go at 825. And then everybody ran, you know, for seven dwarves. I parked the stroller. Isla and I did Dumbo and teacups. And then I stopped at the Cheshire Cat Cafe and got cattails and the all mixed up slushy, which was really good. We all made our way back to the welcome show. We watched that little like two minute welcome show. And then we rope drop Jungle Cruise on the other side. Oh, great. So you did like a double a double rope drop. You rope yeah. dropped the early entry stuff and then you rope dropped the park opening stuff. And I, I wasn't sure that was going to work. The timing can be tough with if you're trying to do that. It definitely can. With the kids doing Seven Dwarves, I was afraid they weren't going to get through it in time. But we were really close to the front of the rope drop lines. Now, let me ask you. When you did what I what I call second rope, rope drop, where you go over like Adventureland stuff, did you? How did you get there from Fantasyland? Did you head through Liberty Square, like past Haunted Mansion, or did you go through the hub? We went through. It was like the southernmost we could. Like, what did we walk by? I need a map. I need a map of. <laughs> if you're in um, Fantasyland, they will stop you at the Tangled Bathrooms and hold okay. you there. Otherwise, you would have to go back out to the hub. I'm just wondering what would be faster. I'm My guess is going through Liberty Square, but I'm not sure, which is why I'm asking 
what you did. We were at, okay, we were at the back of the castle show crowd, you know, so we weren't right up by the castle when we watched it. We were back a little further, but then we walked, we didn't even go through Liberty Square. We went, we went down further by like into the Adventureland. To the actual, okay, that's what yeah. I was curious about. If you went yeah. through Adventureland or if you went through Liberty Square, I was just curious. We went, yeah, we went way down into the Adventureland okay. part and we were at the back of the pack for that rope drop, but it was when we got to Jungle Cruise, it said 25 minute wait, but it was only 15 minutes. So people still, even if they don't have early park entry or if they don't arrive in time for early park entry, people still tend to go to Fantasyland. So if you're, even if the timing didn't work out where you were there, like right at like second rope drop or actual park opening whatever you want to call it, um, you probably could have even in that like overlap time of 10 or 15 minutes made your way over to Adventureland and, and still gotten a decent wait time for any of those rides over there because people want to go to Fantasyland. And it, it worked out really well because right after we did Jungle Cruise, and even though Jungle Cruise is a long ride, after we got off of that, there was a five minute wait for Pirates. So we walked right on to Pirates too. Yeah. So that was nice. And then we went and saw the Enchanted Tiki Room show because we've never seen that before. <laughs> <laughs> a classic. Yes. We really wanted to get Dole Whip and take it in there, but they weren't selling Dole Whip yet. So, and I don't even know if they would have let us take it in there, but it just seemed like something they should let you do because... Those things go together. They do. So after we were done at the Enchanted Tiki Room, we went to our lightning lane for Big Thunder Mountain and we had to do a rider swap that so that took a little while two groups of us having to go and then after that we booked buzz for one we booked buzz lightyear for one o'clock after we got done on big thunder we split into three groups abby wanted to go sit in the air and isla was napping so she took isla dave and elliot went back to do the thunder big thunder rider swap and oliver wanted to go on magic carpets so oliver and i went on magic carpets and it was a 20 minute wait. And as we were standing there in line for magic carpets, I looked at my phone and at the radar and I was like, oh, we're going to get all the way to the front of this line. They're going to shut us down. Uh -oh. But they got us on the ride. We went around. We finished the ride. We came down and they announced that the ride was shutting down due to lightning. So we were the last ones on. Oh, close call. <laughs> <laughs> so then I said to Oliver, hey, buddy. The skies are about to open up, so we got to find Dad. We took off running toward Liberty Square. I was tracking Dave on his phone, and I saw that he was somewhere near the entrance to Haunted Mansion. We took off running, and in the middle of our run from Magic Carpets to the Haunted Mansion gift shop, which is where they were, the skies opened up on us, and we didn't have <laughs> any of our rain gear that I'd packed because it was all in the stroller. So we got very wet, but as we were running toward the gift shop, Dave was standing there on the patio and took a picture of us running in the rain. And it was really cute. That's great. Good memory. Yeah. Good memory. And, you know, in July, those rains are sometimes just the most welcoming thing because it cools stuff off, even if just briefly, it just cools things down a bit. Yes, it really did. It was actually, I I liked getting rained on there. Oh, it, yeah. It was nice. Yeah. <laughs> So then we ate lunch. We all met back up after the rain. It took us a few minutes to collect ourselves because we were all spread out throughout the park. And we finally all met up around the entrance to Haunted Mansion and then went and ate lunch at Pinocchio's. We came back out to watch the Festival of Fantasy Parade, but it got changed to the Rainy Day Parade. And then we went on the People Mover after that. That was, that was a bucket list thing for us because we had not been able to get on the People Mover since our honeymoon. Oh, 
Okay. It's just this, there's no lightning lane for it, and it's always too busy. We got on People Mover, and it got stuck twice. And one of the <laughs> times it got stuck was in the dark. So we were just sitting in complete blackness for <laughs> five to ten minutes. We have a really funny picture of the kids freaking out in the dark. Say, was it it's just like a black, black picture, just black screen? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so, someone held up their phone as a flashlight. Right, that's right. I'm being snarky, so it, yes. It was funny. We also gave my daughter a chocolate chip granola bar to eat to keep her calm in the pitch blackness. And then when we came out of the tunnel, her face was just covered in chocolate. <laughs> as soon as you said you gave her a granola bar, I was like, I know exactly where this is going. <laughs> it was really cute. Amazing. We got to book another lightning lane. We booked Enchanted Tales with Belle because we've also never done that. And I had a little Belle dress to put Isla in that shed glitter so bad. <laughs> I, had, I had never put her in this dress before and I never will again. Oh, man, that's funny. Yeah. I Have you ever washed a dress that sheds glitter? Your Not like yet. washing machine and dryer, you will be having like a glitter confetti party for the next year. Like your lint trap is going to be entirely glitter. So maybe hand wash it. I don't know what the answer yeah, is. I think I will just hand wash it because I've had pile, it sitting by the I don't know. washing machine. Yeah, Goodwill piles more like it. Yeah. I never want to put that thing on her again. I was covered in glitter the rest of the day. I believe it. We booked Bell, then we used our Buzz Lightning Lane. After using our Buzz Lightning Lane, we got to book another one. So we met Mickey. We had this weird, like, alter alternating our lightning lane time would go by, but then we'd use one, so we'd get another one. So we kind of had two lightning lanes going at once by this point in the day. We used our buzz one, and then we booked a Mickey meet and greet. And then while we were waiting for our Mickey lightning lane to come to the time, we stopped by the portraits, the, no, silhouettes, the silhouettes. And we did that. That's a really reasonably priced souvenir. It is, isn't it? Yeah. And we did the one with all three kids in one frame. So that ended out really, really cute. We shopped a little bit around Main Street and then we went to meet Mickey. And that was so cute. My daughter just totally freaked out in a good way meeting Mickey. Didn't want to leave. Gave him so many hugs. Kept running back to give him another hug. They even offered to keep her there. The... The character handler was like, we can just keep Isla here. She'd be a really cute addition to this exhibit today. But we eventually had to pull her away. But that was so cute. And we have some really cute pictures of her meeting Mickey. We walked out of meeting Mickey and Mulan was right there outside of the theater. So we met Mulan. And then we booked a Haunted Mansion Lightning Lane. We changed Isla into her sparkly bell dress in the bathrooms at the entrance. Another companion bathroom that was very nicely placed. And then when I came out of the bathroom after changing her, we could hear the speakers announcing the three o'clock Festival of Fantasy Parade. So we we went out to see the Festival of Fantasy Parade because we missed it the earlier show because they did the rainy day parade instead. So we got to see two different parades. So that was kind of cool. That is cool. And then we hustled to our Enchanted Tales with Belle Lightning Lane from the other side of the park because we watched the fantasy Festival of Fantasy Parade from the entrance of the park. So then we had to walk all the way back to Enchanted Tales with Belle, which is at the complete opposite end of the park. My daughter was kind of done by this point and just cried through the whole thing. So that wasn't great, but the boys had fun. And then we split up into two groups. And um, by this point, we had a lightning lane. I don't know when we got it, but we had a lightning lane for Space Mountain. Dave, the boys, and Abby went on Space Mountain no, that's not true. Dave and Elliot, my older son, and Abby went on Space Mountain, and I took the little two kids 
to go meet Ariel and then to do Dumbo again because my son is obsessed with that air conditioning playground inside of the Dumbo <laughs> it's ride. a brilliant, a brilliant thing, that play area for Dumbo. We were really spoiled because the last time we did that, it was seven o'clock at night and they let us just come in and play. There was no line. And then this time there was a there was like a 45 minute wait just to get into the playground. Ooh. And Oof. my son really wanted to do it. And I didn't have any more energy to fight with my children. So I <laughs> so I just stood in the line with him and my screaming daughter. And then as soon as we got into the air-conditioned playground, of course, she stopped screaming and was all about playing. And then they played in there for 20 minutes. And then they called us for the ride. We went and rode Dumbo, which they both really liked. Again, it was Isla's second time on Dumbo for the day. Then we met back up with our group and we went to our Haunted Mansion lightning lane that we had. What time is this? Do you... This would this would have been about six o'clock. Okay. Okay. Ish. About six o'clock. When we met up at Haunted Mansion... My friend Abby, who went with us, kept trying to tell Dave and I that she has a friend that works at Magic Kingdom that she wanted to meet up with. And it just kept not working all day with her friend's schedule. Her friend was doing like the VIP tours. So when we got off of Haunted Mansion, Abby just started screaming at the exit because her friend was there. And, you know, they gave each other a (laughs) hug and everything. And then her friend was like, are you guys going to watch the fireworks tonight? And we said, yeah, that was our plan. And she was like, well, at at like nine o'clock come to the reserved area in front of oh, uh, you got pixie Casey's dusted. corner. So we got, we got pixie dusted by Abby's friend who works for VIP tours, gave us a special spot. Amazing. In front of Casey's corner, uh, the grass. And that was amazing. And it really was fortunate because of our timeline here that happens at the end. So, so then after we all went on Haunted Mansion, we booked Winnie the Pooh. But we didn't ride it yet. We went to eat at Cosmic Rays and sit down for a little bit in the air. At this point, it was really, really hot. We were all sweating really bad. And then we went to a Blue Umbrella place. Actually, I think we did that right before Haunted Mansion. We guest services. gone to guest services at a Blue Umbrella. And a a very nice woman changed our Tron individual lightning lane to an anytime Tron individual lightning lane. Oh, they gave you an anytime. That's so nice. That was nice because right after we ate, Abby, Dave, and Elliot went straight to Tron. I stayed with Oliver and Isla, finished eating, and then met them at the entrance to Tron so that we could swap real quick and then get back. Because <laughs> it took it took each group about 25 to 30 minutes to get through the lightning lane. Right, line. right. So when it was really funny, though. When, I, when we got to the exit of Tron, we were standing right where the roller coaster comes right past you. And my seven-year-old was just freaking out. <laughs> he just kept screaming. And I was like, are you okay? He's like, I don't want to ride this. It's Aww. too scary. I was like, you're not going to. You're not even tall enough. Isn't we it told funny you they don't believe you. you? They're like, yeah, right. No. You're going to strap me on there, aren't you? Like, I know. Why would I do that? <laughs> what kind of so monster scared. do you think I am? <laughs> I kept being like, you're not going yeah. on it. You're not going. It's okay. I've but had he- the same hysterical argument with my kids. Oh my goodness. <laughs> like I promise I'm not going to force you on a roller coaster. And every time an, a new roller coaster came by, he freaked out all over again. It was so funny. <laughs> Poor so, guy. We also have the picture, the ride picture that snapped. My son, my oldest son that went on it is making the funniest face. It, it is like a face of absolute terror. <laughs> But they got off and he was so excited. That launch is, it can be startling. It can definitely be startling. 
when we did rider swap for that, it was actually my husband wanted to go on that one twice. So me and my husband got to go back on it. Abby and Elliot, Oliver and Isla went on Winnie the Pooh. So our very kind friend took all three of our children at the end of a Magic Kingdom day by herself on Winnie the Pooh. Wow. You have a very nice friend. (laughs) She was. She was very nice. And then so my husband and I were like looking at the time and we got off Tron at 9.02. And then we had to like run. Yeah, at least you're close. But yeah, you have to move fast. Yeah. My husband's got arthritis in his ankles and can't run. So that oh. he hobbled He hobbled quickly <laughs> through Magic Kingdom. And we got back uh, to the Casey's Corner spot on, in the grass at like 9.07 or something like that. We really hustled. It was perfect. It was not crowded at all. The kids could run around on the grass and play. We didn't have to fight the massive crowds. They actually had already roped off that area. So we... We didn't think we were going to be able to get to it. And then we were like, oh, we have the reserve spot for whatever. And they were like, oh, please come on through. Like they didn't even check anything. Oh, good, good. (laughs) They let us right through. Was her friend still there to like verify? Okay, okay, good, good, good. (laughs) Yeah. So once we got once we got to the gate of the reserve spot, that was no problem because she was there. But it was getting to that point. Right, right. So we all met there. We only... We're there for about 10 minutes before the fireworks started. And even though my daughter was a little afraid, every time a familiar song came on, she she looked up and loved it. And the boys absolutely loved those fireworks. I I am a huge Happily Ever After fan. I, I think I love that show more than any. I think I've seen three different shows now at the castle, and that's my favorite. Yeah, yeah. And then after the fireworks, we stayed until 10, 15 p.m. because we didn't want to fight the masses leaving the parks. Still didn't get to do the lanterns picture. That's something on my bucket list. That line is always so long. And it's right during the fireworks. And I don't want to give up the fireworks because yeah. they're so Yeah, magical. no, I hear you. Funny story on the way back. My son was collecting coins the whole day. The pressed pennies. My, my son Oliver was. He was using some of his souvenir money to buy all these pressed pennies. And by the end of the day, he had collected like 12 of these things. And as we were... As we're walking out of the park, I looked at him and I said, buddy, where's all your pennies? And he goes, oh, I threw them in the bottom of the stroller. And I'm like, I am so glad that, that I asked because, buddy, we're about to fold this thing up. And I didn't know that they were down there. They would have gone everywhere. They would have been all like, over the place. They would have been all over the place and gone. I think everybody listening who has little kids at one time or another folded up the stroller with something underneath that should yep. not be underneath it, where you've either and like it fell, out. fell out or exploded or <laughs> smushed yep. or yeah, we've all been there. So we were laughing because when we stayed at Art of Animation on our last trip, we waited for two hours for in the bus line after the fireworks. And Dave said to me, he goes, we're in a moderate this time. So we're going to walk up to that bus line and the bus is going to be there. And there's not even going to be a line of people. And we're going to have to go through the stroller and find all 12 of these pressed pennies before we leave. And that is exactly how it happened. That that (laughs) would be how it would happen. (laughs) We walked up to the line. There was no line. Our bus was there waiting and we were just hauling it. Like we were, we were getting all the kids out of the stroller, getting all the bags out of the stroller. I went underneath with my hand and just like swiped up all the pennies (laughs) with counting them in my hand. Oh, it was terrible. Stressful, but better than standing in a big, long line and then having to stand like holding a stroller and a toddler and, you know, making sure your other two kids are are situated. And even the bus driver was like, it's fine. Take your time. (laughs) Like, 
you're good. So it, it paid to be in a moderate resort to not have that massive line at the end of the night. And I don't know why our resort was so huge. And there there were a lot of people staying there, but it must just be like that they just don't book it to capacity like they do the value resort. I don't know what the answer is, but I I know exactly what you're saying, where those those bus lines are are different. I find even the deluxe resorts, those bus lines can get long. I I don't know what it is that moderates don't. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know the answer, but but I have witnessed it myself as well. My husband swears they send more buses to pick up the moderate people so the value he, people look over. I was just going to say, was I remember this conversation. <laughs> yes. This is deja vu. I was going to ask, is your husband the one who was like, I know their their game and the yep. last episode we did? Yes. Next yeah. time you'll book a moderate. Maybe he's right because now we have, we have proof that, that <laughs> he suggested it last time and now we have proof that that is in fact what happened. And you know, our the moderate we booked this time was so much cheaper than the value we booked last time because we were staying in a suite at Art of Animation and this time we stayed in a standard room at at Port Orleans. And so even though we were really squished in the room, it was so nice to pay way less and have way better amenities all through the resort. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was really I, I would do it again. I would squish in a room. And honestly, <laughs> it would have gone so much smoother had we not had a toddler who who doesn't sleep real great to begin with. But had it just been the two boys and our friend Abby and us, it would have been fine. It yeah. was it was adding the toddler into the mix that made it a little bit more complicated. Yeah. Now you when when you and I talked um a while back when you told me you were going again and wanted to be on the podcast, you talked about it as like a, a value trip. And so yeah. we talked about using the the Disney visa as one way to mm-hmm. save money. Now that we're kind of at the end of the trip, what were some of the other things that you did? Like how, what else made this a value, a quote unquote value trip and staying at a moderate resort too? Yeah. So one of them was we, we got the cheapest room that we could have gotten possibly for six people and still staying on Disney grounds. There was no cheaper option. Port Orleans had a great discount. It was 35% off. So the rooms ended up only being $220 a night, which oh, is incredible. Wow. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there have been times when I've paid more for a value, <laughs> like an yeah. all-star room. <laughs> yeah. So that was right off the bat, that was a huge discount. We drove instead of flying. And so that that was only 300 some dollars to, to drive. And Abby helped us pay for gas. So that was really, really nice. She paid for most of the gas on the way down and back. We limited our park days and we utilized our resort days. That was another huge cost saving of we got to enjoy five days at Disney. And even though we only did two park days, it still felt like a pretty big vacation because our room was cheap. And those other, you know, the arrival departure in the middle day, even though we didn't spend money at a park, we still got to experience Disney. So that was a cost saving measure. And we even had the opportunity to book four park days at a discount and decided against it because of all the cost it would add. And then I would just say, remember, I have a whole list of things here. Remember all the things you get for free in the resorts, like the pools are free. They are, they come with the room. We swam at three different pools in our time there because we swam at French Quarter, the big pool. We swam at the big pool at Riverside. And then we swam at the pool by right by our room. Yeah. When pool. you are staying at one of the resorts that has like a companion resort, they'll let you use the pool at the other resorts. So like in that your case, nice. it's Riverside and French Quarter because they're companion resorts. 
you can use yes. both pools because normally pool hopping is not something you can do. But in this case, you could. Yeah. And, and exploring the resorts was free. Walking along the river was free. Going on the boats was free. Shop, browsing at the gift shop was free, even though, you know, you spend money. Um, <laughs> like buy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Disney Springs is free. You know, like really looking at your vacation and is your priority the parks or do you just like being at Disney and and are there things you can do that are free when you go that still bring you joy? So we decided to utilize those things this time. We also used any Disney Visa discounts and points that we already had. So we had like $40 in cash back that we we got from our last trip from using our Disney Visa. And next trip, we'll have a bunch of money on that card too because we used our Disney Visa the whole time we were down there this time. We also booked our entire vacation plus some on Target red cards. Disney gift cards on the Target red cards. So we saved 5%. And that saved us over $200. And I figured out a secret for this. Oh, please share. In the past, in the past, <laughs> I would go to Target and I would buy like a hundred hundred dollar gift cards. And not really, that's a lot of money, but like <laughs> I would spend like a hundred. Hyperbole, yeah, yeah. No, we know what you mean. <laughs> you had all of these gift cards and you had to like load them all on and then and scratch them all off and blah blah blah. And it was so annoying. If you order it online, you can book you can order three $500 Target gift cards at a time online. You can order the online gift card. So I would do $1,500 at a time. I only had to do one $1,500 purchase. And then I purchased some smaller gift cards all online. And they came in $500 chunks instead. <laughs> it's not as annoying when you're... With all of these gift cards. <laughs> and it's all online. You go to DisneyGiftCard.com and then you yep. can combine them as well yep. on there. So you're not, when you are making that phone call to pay off, you know, your your balance or whatever with the gift cards, that way you're not like reading off a zillion numbers to them. Yes. And that made it so much simpler and I could do it all from home. And I also didn't have to fight with the Target people at the store being like, please let me buy $800 oh, worth yeah, of gift Oh, yeah, because they're like, now, are you being scammed? Did somebody yes. tell you you have to pay in gift cards? You're like, no, yes. I swear. I swear I'm not. I'm doing this just to yeah. save 5% yeah. <laughs> on my vacation. Doing it all online made it way easier. And I have heard, I have heard before about people buying Disney gift cards from Target and getting home and they're empty <gasps> and then they have no proof. Oh. So I, I prefer to do it online too, because at least then there's like a paper trail, Yeah, you know, of, I did order this from this website and it's, you know, you at least have the electronic paper trail there instead of in store where if you get home and they're empty, like, what do you do if the cashier didn't ring it up the right way or whatever? Oh, that's terrible. And I've heard about people getting them hacked too, getting their Disney oh. gift cards hacked. And if, if I always buy them the day I'm going to pay off my trip, I buy them and then I, Man. Or at least this time I did, I bought them online and I, I turned around and I booked them onto my Disney gift card and then I called and I paid for it all in the same like two hours. I, I counted it all up and our entire trip, like everything, everything, food, souvenirs, room, tickets, Gas, everything on our trip was under $4,000 for six people for five days, four nights, two park days. And it would have been, if you don't even count the 35% off the room, because I'm not even counting that, I think I saved over $500 in just discounts from between the Disney Visa card and the Target Red card. You know, little things that we bought that we got discounts on for using one of those throughout the trip. And then plus saving about $1,000 from driving instead of flying. 
That's huge. Budget trip. I know that not everybody can, you know, spend $4,000 on a random trip for their summer. So that sounds very privileged for me to say a budget trip for four grand. But when you're talking Disney prices, six people going to Disney for five days under 4,000 is pretty darn good. I often have that thought too, where I say things like that. But I think too, if you're listening to this podcast, you understand like that Disney costs a lot of money. And maybe that means you're saving for a long time to get there. But knowing that like, okay, doesn't, I don't have to save 10,000. You know, I can make this happen for 4,000. That's a huge difference because I think often people, especially if you're looking at group of like a family of five, or in this case, six people, because you Mm -hmm. brought your friend with that's Mm -hmm. 10,000 is not unheard of or unreasonable even for Disney. Not at all. So to listen to this and say, okay, I need to be able to budget 4,000. Totally reasonable. Really Mm -hmm. very reasonable. And we could have cut more because we didn't have to do Genie Plus, but we did. And that that was almost $400. The Genie Plus for six people and Lightning Lanes for six people and all of that. It came out to like $390, I think, by the end. So, you know, that was a huge chunk of it. So and we decided that was worth it because we only had two park days. But you could go without that, too, and save another chunk of money if you well, wanted I, to. See, when you were talking before about about the um, the discount or the the um the sale that they had where you could get the room and the tickets and you're like well mm-hmm. it would have cost about four hundred dollars okay four hundred dollars mm-hmm. is what you spent on that so yeah you could have done that and done extra park days but you were smart enough to do the math on like well what are we gonna spend on food that day do like do we need to add now an extra night or two nights in our room like yep. what what are these? It looks, you know, when you immediately look at it, it looks like it's a great deal. But I think the way you did it was smarter. Yes, it, you know, immediately it costs the same amount of money, but you aren't spending all this extra cash. You were able to do more because you had Genie Plus. So you accomplished everything in both parks, really. Like, yeah. what didn't you yeah. accomplish? You know, yeah, barely any. My lantern's picture. So You're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you had to throw that in there, didn't you? <laughs> My white whale. The, okay. The, the one thing you didn't get to accomplish, but Genie Plus wouldn't have helped with that anyway. So. No, it wouldn't have. Um, but, but, I mean, you see what I'm saying? Like, you were able oh, to accomplish sure. the same amount of things in a shorter amount of time. And really, like, big picture, you did save money because you didn't have to add one or two nights to your resort stay. You didn't have to add another day of drinking around the world or, yes. or food costs. <laughs> we would or, have survived that anyway. Yeah. So we'd still be in Epcot on the ground. Right, on the ground. Pavement. Yeah. <laughs> Get a dolly and roll you out. Yeah. So, so I think these are really good and important money saving tips and do the math. Like you did the math on it. And that's, I think that's key. Okay. Can I ask to the last time we talked, you traveled with a baby. This time you have a yeah. toddler. I would love yeah. to hear some of your differences in planning, strategy, park days in general with baby versus toddler. I was looking through the photos you sent me last time and you have one of like my favorite photos. And I believe it's like your your daughter, like the castle and fireworks. Like is that it's like the back of her head, I think. Yes. She's, that's, yes. Am I remembering that right? Yes, you yes. are. You're like a little picture. person, little person. And now she's, you know, she's a big girl now, right? She's almost two. So she is. what were some of the differences in strategy, planning, park days between those ages? Well, I was breastfeeding the last time we went and that that was a big deal. I had to figure out how to get, you know, when I was away from her 
how to bring my pump stuff with me and then how to bring coolers for the milk that I pumped to get back to her. You know, like that was a that was took a lot of planning. But I would say if you took the breastfeeding out of it, it's easier to bring a seven month old than a <laughs> than a one and a half year old. <laughs> it's definitely easier because she, you know, she was totally content at seven months old sitting in a stroller the entire day. She wouldn't have cared if we didn't get her out of there one time. And then as a toddler, you know, they're a little they want to get out and they want to move and they want to see and they um so I also I didn't utilize a baby um place at all this time. I, I think I went to those baby places to change her diaper. The baby care centers. And the baby care centers or or to breastfeed her. I, I did that every park day multiple times a day the last trip. And this time every time I needed to change her, I just went into a companion restroom with the changing table and that works just fine. I've also found that's often easier. Yeah. It, yeah. It oftentimes it was just more convenient with where it was located because there were tons of companion restrooms, but only one baby care center. I didn't have to change her diaper as much this time. You know, I feel like toddlers don't have to change them near as much as little babies. Yeah, definitely. So that made a little bit of a difference. Let's see. She went through a roller coaster of emotions on this trip. She would go from really cranky to immediately excited about seeing Mickey or, you know, something else she saw when she was in the stroller on the side of the road, you know, like it would, her emotions were definitely all over the place this trip compared to last trip. She was much more content last trip. Okay. Okay. I knew this trip was going to be harder. She was less aware, I think is, is what it was. She's far more aware. And so that can be good or bad. (laughs) She, you know, you said she loved that like colorful room or the the room that lit up when you were doing the, the meet in Epcot. So that was a positive, but you know, we're more aware of fireworks and loud noises. Now that's a negative. (laughs) She loved the fireworks as a baby and as a toddler, she did not like the fireworks. Yeah, things suddenly they become scared of things when Mm -hmm. they're more aware. But I mean, I got so much joy out of watching her meet Mickey and watching her meet Minnie. And she loves these characters. She sees them all the time at home on television. So seeing them up close and watching her eyes as, as they walked into the room, just like, That was so cute. And that was something I didn't get to see the last trip. I have a photo from when my daughter was about that age that my husband took of me taking a photo of her because he was like, you're enjoying this more than she is. I was like, I'll send it to you when we're done talking because it's so funny. I'm going to see if I can find it. But yeah, it's I, I totally get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Like being able to see her like this time, really last time she was oblivious this time she she sees things and you see her being like, whoa, and like you see their eyes get big and they're taking it in and like that's Mickey. Like, oh my God, that's Mickey. And she you know she gets it. As a mom, I get chills now even talking about it. It's it is. It's and it's so much fun to bring them with each changing age. And I'm oh we're lucky God, enough yes. to be able to do it. I, I know some people it's like one trip for their childhood and that's about all you get. And and you know, if that's if that's all your family can do, I one hundred percent understand that it's expensive. But I think I'd rather take four three thousand dollar trips than take one twelve thousand dollar trip. Totally. Yeah. I, I just like to see them at the different ages experience it all. Stay in that value resort, do what you have to do. Yep. Like it's it's yep. just a resort. Who cares? You know, yep. if that's what's in your budget, then do it. Also, the value resorts are great. They're fun. So do what's in your budget. We've loved everywhere we've stayed. And I think next time there's a trip brewing in our future that's like big group. Our, we have a bunch of friends from home here that all want to go together sometime and 
they want me to plan it for them, you know, because I've done so many trips. Right. You're the expert. And I think we're going to do a big Verbo, big VRBO room somewhere and stay off grounds because when you've got 12 people, you just can't stay together. Yeah. And I've done it. And you can get vacation rentals for really reasonable in that area. I mean, you can get big houses. I've done it. It's it's great. It won't be the exact same experience because we won't have early entry. You know, right. you won't you won't have transportation internally, which is so nice. But that's what we're looking at for our next trip. Either next year or a couple of years down the road is a big, bigger group trip. Oh, fun, fun. I that was gonna be my next question is like planning your next big trip. So that's exciting to hear you want to do like a big group thing. Yeah, that's that's what we have planned is going with our kind of extended friend group in town here. They're they're mostly adults and they all want to go and they don't have any little kids to take. So they're like, we'll take your little kids and yeah. you can go with them. We'll it's just, it. it's such a people uh, like when when I first meet people and I tell them what I do, often they're like, huh, like they don't people often don't realize that as an adult, you there's plenty to do. Like that's not, I mean, yes, of course, that there's so much geared towards kids and family, of course, but they also just have so many adult activities that I just wouldn't take my kids to, you know? So there's something for everybody. And I think doing a big adult, most, mostly adult, mostly adult group could be just such a blast. It would be. My, my dream someday is to just go with my sister. That's like my dream trip is to take my sister who's never been and show her all these places I've discovered going all the times that I've gone. And that's the I've in my experience, taking somebody who like has no clue is the best to tell her, like, don't watch any spoilers. Don't load up YouTube ahead of time. It's so fun to like do Tower of Terror. Like I took my sister and who had never been on Tower of Terror and she just thought it went up and dropped. And so when the elevator started moving forward, she was like, what is happening? She had no idea. And I knew that was going to happen. So I was like looking at her the whole time. And it's it is the best to take people who haven't been like when you are somebody who loves to plan and do the research and you know all about it or you've been. It's so much fun. So I have to tell you, too. I I didn't ever talk about the day that we left. Yes, yeah, you had said something something the happened. Home. <laughs> yeah, this this was uh this day. Oh boy, we uh we we had had such a great trip. We had to return the stroller in person at one thirty, but the kids wanted to swim, and and Dave wanted to go back to Disney Springs for a couple more souvenirs that he didn't see anywhere else. They wanted to go back and get. So we split up and. Everybody swam while Abby and I got the room packed up and we did call Bell Services and they brought the golf cart and got everything out to our car, which was amazing. And so it cost or time saving, saved so much time. And then um, Abby, Dave and the kids went back to Disney Springs on the boat and got some more souvenirs. I stayed, met the stroller people. Isla slept in the stroller till the stroller people picked up the stroller at 1.30. And then I put her straight in the van and then drove down to Disney Springs and picked them up. And then we left. So. On the way home, we were cruising, going great, had barely hit traffic. It was it was a great drive home. And at 2 a.m., it was my shift to drive. And there was a huge piece of scrap metal across the interstate. And I just couldn't avoid it. Like, I don't know what I could have done differently. It just oh, no. was there across the whole interstate. And I swerved. I clipped the side of it. And immediately, something started dragging on the bottom of our car. So we pulled over into this gas station that was... The gas station was being robbed as we pulled. Oh my in. god! 
So it was not not at gunpoint, but it was like these teenage girls like walking out with this stuff and the alarms were going off and like no one was was doing anything. So that was fun. Um, So yeah, I mean, that's so funny, but oh my, oh man. (laughs) So we, uh, we had to remove this like the uh, it's called like the skid plate from the bottom of our car because that's what was dragging. And this really nice man pulled over and helped my husband get the skid plate off. And we thought we were groovy after that. We were going to get back on the road. And then the check engine light and the traction light came on in our car. And so we figured we'd screwed something up. So we had to stay the night and we were in Kentucky. Like it was the middle of nowhere. <laughs> And we didn't want to drive our car very far. So we drove about seven miles. We checked three different hotels. Nothing had any availability till we hit a Super 8 um, on like the border of Kentucky, Illinois. And we weren't quite to Paducah. So it was a little south of Paducah. And we had to stay at the Super 8 motel. <laughs> and like, as I was going to and from the car to get bags and bring them into this two queen bedroom room that we we're going to shove six people in for the night, there was like this random guy sleeping on a bench outside the hotel. Like it was just, it was not a good situation. Oh my God. You know, this, so that's funny that, I mean, it's not funny what happened to you. <laughs> I was just, but I was just talking to my kids the other day. So I'm like, you have no idea. Like I sound a million years old. I know I just turned 40. I sound like double that age, but I'm like, you kids have no idea. When I was growing up, like I, ugh, I do, I sound so old. When I was growing up, grandma used to like, we would get in the car, road trip, and we would like, there was no planning where you were going to stop. So this super eight motel with some, with somebody like scary person sleeping outside your door <laughs> was exactly where we would stop. And I have two brothers, I have two brothers. And so it would be like, you know, the queen bed. So it'd be like parents in one bed, the two boys in the other bed, and I'd have to sleep on the floor. So mm-hmm. like, maybe mm-hmm. you could not complain <laughs> about my vacations. So anyway, I've stayed in that particular Super 8. I'm familiar. That was yep. my childhood. Those were yep. our vacations at 2 a.m. My mom would be like, I'm too tired to drive. Here's a Super 8. Let's just stop here. You know, that's yep. this will do. And you know what? Our kids weren't really that phased. I think though, looking back, we'll be like, remember that time our car broke down and we had to stay at that sketchy Super 8? Like, this will be a good memory eventually. In the moment, we were all very upset. I'm the kids sure. Were the, yeah. adult, the three adults had lost our minds and we were not we were not in the right place to talk about it or anything. We just all kind of came in and passed out and then woke up at 6 a.m. and just started trying to call places that were open That's that we could have to do. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. It's so easy to like snap at people. That's the thing yep. you see at Disney quite a bit is, you know, people because it's it's a lot. It's overwhelming. And so you see people mm-hmm. snapping. And that's the last thing, you you know, things are going to go wrong. It doesn't matter where you're going or what vacation you're on. Yeah. Stuff happens. And so that's good yep. that you all recognized, like, we're tired. No one's in yep. the mood. <laughs> Let's yep. just go to bed in this sketchy motel and we'll figure it out tomorrow. That was the it way. It will be funny later. Yeah, it's the way not to do now. it. Yeah. We're not snapping at each other. We'll, we will figure it out tomorrow. So we're, did you have to take your car in someplace? What did you guys end up doing? We got into a place that opened at eight o'clock. They were super nice and they, they got our car up on blocks, looked up underneath it and said, the only thing that you damaged were your sensors. So you, oh my you gosh. tripped all your, so all your sensors. It, so that's why lights your went off going crazy. Because of the sensors. <laughs> oh, well, thank goodness. So they told us we were good to drive home. Yeah. They said, just get it fixed when you get home because otherwise you won't know what's wrong with your car because all your sensors are tripped. But right. so 
you know, that's that's good. There's nothing wrong with our car other than the skid plate. We had to take it off. And so we'll have to put that one back on and then get our sensors fixed. But what no relief, permanent though. damage. Yeah, what a relief. So, yeah. Oh my God. But we didn't know that until we could get it in. So we had to <laughs> stay somewhere from 2 to 8 a.m. to. That was quite the finale to your trip. And everything had gone so well up until that point. Like the only time, the only other time on the trip that I really felt very frustrated was the very first night my daughter wouldn't sleep. And, you know, we had six people packed in one room. But I think I was the most frustrated of anybody because when we all woke up in the morning, I was like, so was everybody up all night with her? And they were like, no, just you. We were good. That's the the life of a mom, right? You're the only one who's up worrying about (laughs) the kid who won't sleep. Everyone else is like, now we're good. Yeah. So and she did eventually fall asleep. It was like midnight. And the only bad thing about it was we had been up all night driving. Otherwise, it wouldn't have been so bad. Right. Right. And otherwise successful, successful trip. Great trip. Great trip. I'm glad we did it at the last minute. I'll never have a two-year-old daughter at Disney again. Yeah. So that, that was really cool. You sound like me. I say stuff like that all the time. And I'm glad that you reached out to come back on the podcast. For sure. I loved doing this last time. And I actually, I go back and listen to our episode all the time it, it, as I get ready to plan another trip or oh, when I'm just you know, missing, when I'm missing Disney, I'll go yeah. back and listen to it. Yeah, it's a great little souvenir for you it is it is a great a souvenir time I, I said that last time. you did you were the i say yeah. that all the time now because you you were the first one to say that and i was like oh my god she's right yeah it's like this wonderful little time capsule and i'm really glad that you shared it with me shared it with us i think the kids hopefully will like to listen to it someday and reminisce yeah even if i Talked about how annoying they were at different parts of the <laughs> Um, I talk a lot about how annoying my kids are, so don't worry about it. Another big thank you to Allison for being on the show again. Hopefully she can join me a third time. She told me she's planning a big trip with some friends, so that would be fun to do like an adult-only episode. If you're interested in being on the show, you can leave me a voicemail message. There's a link in the show notes. I'm going to have all sorts of links for things that we discussed on this episode. Head back to the show notes for part one, episode 171, for more tips from the first half of her trip. Otherwise, uh, next week will be my cruise episode. So uh, we did a trip report for a Royal Caribbean cruise, and then a companion episode where we compare all sorts of things, Royal Caribbean versus Disney Cruise Line. So we're talking service, we're talking food, pricing, staterooms, entertainment, family friendly, all of these things that you guys asked me about. We're going to go ahead and compare those next week. So it will be another two-parter. We're going to have part one is the trip report. Part two is the side-by-side comparison, Royal Caribbean versus Disney Cruise Line. So make sure you guys tune in for that next week. But until then, I will see you guys in the parks.